Folks, welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia podcast at This Is Tramia on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, all that malarkey. My name is Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta. Jake Keogh, once again, can't be with us. He's unavailable. He may as well be Paul Glatzel, mightn't he, Paul? I regularly, he's unavailable for the, uh, <laughs> the starting squad for this podcast. But PH, big PH, oh. Paul Hollywood Harper is here, yeah. everyone. Oh, at Paul yeah. Harper 82. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the opposite of undefeated? Um, As in never won a single game? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because uh, is, is that what you've gone through the season as in the Crown I've game? Won, I've won one game. Oh, did you win one? I did win one, yeah. Oh. Uh, what, was the, what was wrong with the person you beat? Uh, <laughs> Must have been really under the weather on the day. Uh, he was uh, blind in at least one and a half hours. I'm thinking it was like when the Mountie beat Brett the Hitman Hart for the Intercontinental yeah. title and yeah. he had a, a temperature, a fever of 105. Very much um, like that was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I always have seen you as very similar to the Mountie from the WWF days, if anyone <laughs> gets that reference. Yeah. Um, it's often, often been a comparison that people have made when they meet me, so... Yeah, I can understand you will, uh, say why, you've, you, why you've chosen Mounty, that analogy. I'd, yeah, I'd say you're like the Mountie or the Repo Man with a little <laughs> bit of Papa Shango. You're into your voodoo, aren't you? <laughs> that, that, that's for another podcast, I suppose, isn't it? What do you think Indeed. then of, of, of um, before we get to the you know the unimportant stuff like Tram? Yeah, Jake Kios, um proving quite el- elusive, isn't he? Yeah, pinned down these yeah. days. I mean, we were we we did suggest yesterday as a uh, recording day. Um, but obviously, with the transfer window, we decided to uh, to postpone. So we're recording this on Friday night, yeah, second of September. And you're probably listening to this well in the future, hopefully but, uh, before tomorrow's game, before the, uh, the Orient game. But um, yeah, a rather, I mean, he, he does have a, um, a 
plethora of, um, of excuses, Danny Jakes. Uh, it's always nice to read or listen to his <laughs> his latest excuse. Uh, yeah, I haven't even listened to the voice note he left us. Unfortunately, he can't be with us this evening. Maybe, Paul, maybe finally they're cracking down on smuggling phones into prisons. <laughs> that's my. That's all I can think. Yeah, well, about time too, to be fair. Yeah, our taxpayers' money finally getting used. <laughs> right, we should probably talk um, talk about Trammy Rovers Football Club, shouldn't we? The the window slammed shut last night, Paul, at 11pm. Yeah. Slammed. I was yeah. going to do a, a a TikTok video of me shutting a window. Mm. Uh, I, I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, who cares? Whatever, whatever you do, don't do that. Because I, oh, well, we we did do that when I was when I was at Trammy and. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Lest we forget, Paul, the um, yeah. infamous. <laughs> it is still out there on the internet. Yeah, you found. Did you find it last time? Someone please dig that up, or Paul, if you still got it. Yeah, it's we'll not even or someone like that who digs it up. Every, the video uh, of Paul in his day. yeah, in his in yeah, his little uh, <laughs> Yaris. Toy, was it Toyota Yaris? No, it's a it's a Citroen C1. Oh God, what they it's go for a, about 50, well, 60 grand same. just for one of them these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solid gold. Yeah, the solid is. gold, but, but, but painted red. It was, wasn't it? If I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to keep the insurance down. Um, what did you think, Paul? Then now that the window's over, our recruitment um, in total. Forget like the last few weeks. It starting from the summer up to now. What are your general thoughts? Yeah, well, I think. I think the, the deals we did during the off season, in terms of like you know pre-season before that, have been pretty good. But my issue is um, that the squad isn't deep enough, and even now we brought in a couple of players yesterday. I still think, especially given the injuries we currently have and probably will get throughout the season, we've got a good. 15, maybe 16 strong squad. Boosted, uh, boosted, sorry, rather with, um, you know, the, some of the younger players, whether with, you know, recruits from, from other clubs and, uh, you know, the likes of Jake Burton, who we'll, we'll probably speak about a bit more in depth yeah. a bit later after his goal last week. But I do feel we're definitely lacking in the attacking area in terms of, you know, the central strikers. And I think. I mean, we haven't seen Mombongo or whatever his name is for a couple of weeks now. Well, watch his injury. Uh, when did he uh, get injured? I mean, training must have been training. I, I mean, it was it was said that he wasn't much fit, which is you know fair enough. Uh, he hadn't played much football. He obviously came on and scored that so-called Penenka against uh, against Accrington. But yeah, we've not seen him since. I don't think. Maybe no, he, he, one he came on. Appearance did he, he against? Gillingham, was it? He came on for the last like twenty five against Gillingham. Looked all right. There was one yeah, way he probably had a shot when he should have probably slipped in Hemmings, and then yeah, he came on for the yeah, last fifteen. Yeah, indeed, you're right. uh, he came on for the last fifteen at Hartlepool and looked. I mean, I don't. Again, that's I don't want to get on his back two games into his tramway career, but like he looked like he'd want to make a wish competition. Yeah, that last fifty he was useless. Just yeah. and it weren't just his touch. It was like his movement was like, what? What are you doing? But again, again, it's it's a young. You know, and I know we're going down this line of you know developing players and stuff, but if we've got any ambitions of getting out the division, we do need to mix that with a bit of experience, a bit of uh, 
tried and tested quality and that's what we've we've not got and again yesterday deadline day brought in two players but again albeit yeah Glatzel's got a bit of experience behind him from last year and that but I don't know anything about this kid from Southampton other than he was at Carlisle last year well by all accounts I was the same um he's very highly rated Southampton's got him from Chelsea Carlisle fans loved him last year by all accounts and like a distraught at the fact that he's he's come to us because they thought else, they yeah. thought if he was going to go somewhere it would be League be One back to them, back to them yeah. at the very least. But they thought no, it, yeah. he's going to go to a League One or Championship. Oh, but, yeah. So you know, I'm never one to turn down a good player, but like I, I can just reiterate what you said. It's another centre half. Yeah, it is. But at the minute, we do need them because we've only got two fit ones. With, you know, yeah. Robin, Robertson, yeah. Davis and Jameson all out. And, you know, some more serious than others, I believe. Yeah. The Davis one's very it doesn't odd. Doesn't seem to fancy that, uh, Hock and Hull. No, what, that's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. What was, I mean, why did we sign him then? If yeah. you don't, you know. My dad went to uh, the, the Warrington friendly. Uh, oh, did he in, play, did he, Hock and Hull? In July. And I asked him about, you know, who you're impressed with. And Hock and Hull was one of the players that he said sort of stood out. And I know it's... I know it's only Warrington, but you do have to think, like, he's obviously been brought in, but, I mean, is he is he just not good enough? Well, you say it's only Warrington, Paul. You say it's only yeah. Warrington, but, like, Train there's, there's no more rough-and-tumble type of team to play for a centre-half yeah. than Warrington, is there? And if you Indeed. can deal with that, obviously the quality of the strikers is better. It's mad. Yeah. It, you know, it's an odd one. It could be one of them that we end up never seeing him in the championship, or maybe he'll get some minutes... This coming week in the the Papa John's Trophy, yeah. Again, similar to what you said, it's very rare that we agree on anything, Paul. Isn't it? Often, I will just even if I agree with you, we'll deliberately take the contrarian route, just you know, yeah. Um, for ban for banter. Well, and it, and it's bad to be seen to be uh, agreeing with many. So yeah, exactly. I put you like you don't want to be agreeing with two people in this world: <laughs> Donald Trump and Paul Harper. It's you look at our first eleven when everyone's fit. Right, and realistically for me, off the top of my head, I'd say, you know, doing... Although saying Hewlett was fantastic against Newcastle, I think he... We'll get to that in a bit, but I thought he staked a real claim for the, the keeper's jersey. Keeper, then you've got, you know, your three set of halves probably now. The new the lad from Southampton, his name genuinely escapes me. Um, ben and Turnbull. And then you've got Bristow, Cogley. Midfield for me, the starting one, if everyone's fit... I think would be O'Connor, McClear, and Morris. And then up front, I think it would be Glatzel and Hemmings. That and his 11, for me, is a top six 11. And then even you look at the bench there, if everyone's fit, Nevitt, Jolly, Hawks, Merry, Lewis, you know, and then you've got Davis, Robinson, Jameson on the, you know, on the bench. So that's a strong bench. The concerns come, like you say, there's three players there I'm concerned of if we get an injury. Bristow, Cogley, Hemmings. If any of them three get, not even a save, just you know, out for a few weeks, what do we do? Because yeah, our whole no... system, whether, Paul, whether it's we're playing three set of halves and wing backs or, f- or a flat back four and they're still overlapping like we have been because we've only had two set of halves. If they're, they, all our attacking stuff is coming from them full backs and I'm all for that. That's the modern way of doing things, but there's and they no are very good as well. They're yeah, good the delivery into the. They really are. Um, 
But you, without them too, there's no pace up the top. Hawks has got a bit of pace, but I wouldn't say you know, Lewis, even Kieran Morris, who you know we all know is a great player. He's not quick. There's no, and we'll get to Burton in a bit, but I've not seen much of him. But I don't think he's a speedster, is he? Um, and that's my. I think that's everyone's concern. Is again, it's not necessarily a striker. But then if Hemmings gets injured, it would be, what are we going to do about getting a striker in? Because yeah, yeah. you Nevitt's the only real number nine, isn't he, in the team? Even I wouldn't say even if Jolly was fit, he's not a what you consider you know, a number nine, number ten striker. Burton certainly isn't. Um, but he interests me. So it's just that thing. If you've got to pray that those three players stay fit, we do seem very centre-half heavy at the back, and you do wonder, is one of them... If, if you count them, if you count Hock and Hull, how many of you, so let's go, you got um, Hockenhull, Davis, Robinson. I know that he can play left back as well. So he's one, he's a good one to have in the squad. So can Jameson. Hockenhull, Jameson, Robinson. Wait there. Let me, I'm confusing myself. Danel, Simeu. Okay, start with him. That's the. Uh, we've got seven. I'm thinking we've got seven centre halves. Yeah, we've got um, Neil Byrne. Lad from Southampton, Byrne, Turnbull, Davis, Robinson, Jameson, Hockenhall. That's seven. Yeah. Seven centre-halves. Yeah. Uh, do we think we're playing Spurs and Manu again? Uh, I mean, we might need them. And do you know what? Realistically, what cost us last year was lack of depth at the back in centre-half positions, wasn't it? No, what, killed it no, what killed us last year and the year before was lack of goals. And we still haven't really sorted that out. Um, yeah, he- yes he- and no goals. But kind of, sort of fills the gap, but there's nothing behind him at all. I don't and know if it will get, you know, eight to ten goals maybe from uh, as a second striker. But beyond that, there's nothing, there's no real depth. You can't say somebody's going to come in and get, you know, 15 goals for this, for this season. But, and you know, if we score fifty goals again this this year round, we're not going to get promoted. Simple as that. I think the idea. Of, well, you've already seen Bristow and and Cogley get off the mark in the league. Mm. You know, Nevitt's got a goal in the league. Hawks has got a couple this season, one in the cup, one in the league. No, you do, you do need those contributions. Don't get me wrong. You need contributions from everywhere, and you know, everybody has a. You know, should have an expectation to to chip in with, you know, the odd goal. A midfielder should be, you know, expected to get five to ten goals. I think from uh, from the deeper areas. But you do need those lads up front who you you putting your, you know, you're staking your house on getting fifteen to twenty goals. And other than Hemmings, we don't have one of those. And if he gets a knock, like you say, then there's a massive, massive, massive hole in the team. I think and goals is is definitely the area we've we've lacked in the last couple of years, and I, I would argue that we haven't really sorted that issue whatsoever. Really, to be honest, I mean, last time we spoke was the day before the Gillingham game. Yeah. So, you know, we we hadn't started well. Had we would had the Stephen. We hadn't won. I'd be until then. We'd. We'd lost well, our opening we'd, we'd too. Won we won a penalty shoot. Oh yeah, that was it. We just we thought we turned. And do you know what? To a degree, that has turned the season. I think because 
those first two performances, the opening day was a disaster. That wasn't it. There's no getting around that. The Mansfield game, we were better, but still not good enough. But then Akronson, obviously, we scraped through and end up getting the Newcastle game, which financially was a big help. The Gillingham performance, the 3-0, that was... what it, I mean, that was how we should be playing poor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think uh, a lot better football, obviously, you know, putting the chances away. Uh, be more clinical. Didn't really give anything away at the back, so that was good. Yeah, it's we should have been out of sight after the first half in that game, really. Absolutely, yeah. I think we really. I think we, we 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 did speak about this last time, and I think the 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 preview we did a few a couple of weeks before that is that with young players you're going to get inconsistencies, and I know Mickey has been banging on about it in his interviews over the last two three weeks. That you know, the, this is a developing team, and there are a lot of young players in there, and you are going to get you know hot and cold. But the performance against Gillingham and the performance against Newcastle, which was good, yeah, um, you know, we were very um, unlucky to a degree, uh, but we we put up a really good. You know, a spirited fight. I thought we were the better side, Paul, over the ninety minutes. I really yeah, did. Yeah, against a strong, a strong yeah. Newcastle team, albeit it wasn't their first choice. And then, but he brought on yeah. players, Paul, Kieran Trippier, Gimarez, Julian, and he brought on over a hundred million, hundred twenty-five million pounds worth of players. Exactly, yeah, so you know, and that's the and that's the kind of levels that should be expected. And because you put in performances like that. I think supporters and obviously the staff and everybody watching will kind of have that expectation that well you've done it before you can do it again and yeah with 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 young players you do get a little bit high and low at times and it's a case of trying to get that consistency to get those high levels week in week out and if they can do that they will obviously you know, go on to have good careers personally. Yeah. And the team will uh, be a success. But I do think we're going to get a bit hit and miss week in, week out. We're not going to know what to expect. Um, and I think the home form is probably going to be what gives us a chance of, uh, of doing anything if we are going to, you know, hit that top seven. Yeah, well, I was thinking that this away form, I, I went to Hartlepool. Um, I'll fill you. Well, do you know what? I, I didn't think. I thought we played. We played all right in that game. And again, it was just we need to be more clinical in the final third. Certainly away from home, because I thought we would. I thought we edged it that night. We were the better side, um, and we just. I wouldn't say there was any real clear cut, like clean through one and ones, but we had a couple of real decent chances. And again, I, I say this on every podcast, especially away from home. We have opportunities to create the opportunity, and that last pass, that final ball, is wrong. Yeah. And it's those ones that we've got to. I mean, look at the Newport game. We dominated that opening half an hour in that Newport game. We were much the better side. They were all over the shop. We take the lead with the own goal. Hemmings has already missed a one-on-one, where yeah. for me he should just lift that over the keeper. I think he's yeah. slightly off balance, Hemmings, isn't he? He's like tw- he's swivelled to. Uh, after the ball's going to defend Z. Yeah, but, but again, you... Well, he hit it straight at the keeper. Yeah, he lifted it over. Got to take yeah. those chances. 
he's missed that one. Nevitt's missed a header. It wasn't an easy header, but it's a free header in the box where he puts it just over. If he, from, As soon as I come in, I think head it back the way it's come from. Do you know what I mean? Where the keeper's going. Yeah. And then Hemmings misses another real chance just before half-time when they're 2-1 up. But even their goals in that game, the first one was, you know, a terrible defending by Cogley and um, Byrne out the wide. And they've both been really good this season, so I don't want to criticise them for that. And then the penalty is just sloppy play. So sloppy. And we I got, you know, I like doing, but it just never looks like saving a penalty in a million years. Every time the other team gets a penalty, it, it, you know, there's almost no chance unless they sky over the ball. All you've got to do is roll it down the centre onto the corner and it's a goal. And that's, the problem was, second half, we just didn't look like threatening again. If we go behind, yeah. just don't look like, like threatening to get a goal. We had one little chance where we put a cross in and their defender sliced it. And it nearly went in. But again, we were in charge of that game. At 1-0 up, we've we've missed two chances. And then we, two stupid mistakes and we're 2-1 down. And we can't get back in the yeah. game. We should have been 2-0 up. And their crowd yeah. got on them. The game's gone then. The game's finished. Yeah. Hartlepool game, if we just get that goal, never probably had our best chance. And again, he made the wrong decision and sliced one with his left foot. These decisions... I'm thinking about the game on Saturday, the uh, um, Colchester game. They didn't look great. But the way we started that game, the first 10, 15 minutes, we were all over them. We swarmed them. And we deservedly took the lead. And then it was a bit of a... I said to me, mates, I went, that was like a Ronnie Moore win. The amount of games we used to play at home, and we win like 2-0. You get a first half goal, and then a goal, like, no, quite, not, not late, yeah. late, but do you know what I mean? They're like 10, 5 or 10. 85, yeah. yeah. And so, oh, it's a safe 2-0 win. And you'd be like, we didn't play that well, but we had a couple of spells where the thing is, at this level, that's all you need is you have a couple of spells, 10-minute spells where you turn it on, you get a goal, you get two goals. And then as long as you just do the basics and don't make mistakes, you'll win a lot of these games. And yeah, we do what? If we're going to compete this year, we need, we're going to need a lot of luck with injuries and suspensions, to, especially those three key players, Bristow, Cogley and, and Hemmings. You look who's to come back. Morris is due back. Someone said, you know, he's he's back running next week. Apparently, um, is it? Yeah, apparently it was said in the um, yeah. press yesterday. You know, um, you still got Davis to come back, and for me, before the season started, he would have been my probably choice for captain and first choice setter off. Jolly and Umbongo, two other strikers. I don't know how long each other. I don't think Jolly's going to be back certainly not before Christmas, but at some point he will be back, and that's going to be a big boost. And Bongo, the jury's still out on him, but, you know, he's got pace. He's probably the only one we've got with real pace. Hopefully he can be an asset. He's an option off the bench. Again, no idea what his injury is or how long he's out for. I heard someone say he's out till Christmas, which would be fantastic news, wouldn't it? Typical tram, yeah. But then you look at the rest of the squad. I think midfield-wise, I think we've got... There's a good bunch of central midfielders there. You know, O'Connor, McClear, Mary, Lewis can do a job in there. Nolan, I thought Nolan's done well. You know, he come in for his first start with the Newcastle game, and he looked. You know, yeah. he, we knew he was a good, good footballer, and he looks a good footballer that night. You know, for me, we've got O'Connor in that the right in front of the mid uh, defence. Mary can slip in there. I think McClear can as well. So there's three for that, and then obviously further up you've got McClear. He's very much a box to box midfielder, isn't he? Then you've got yeah. they say Nolan. You've got Lewis. You've got Kieran Morris to come back in. Uh, you've got Hawks as well. You obviously, he's not going to play the deep role. But I think that midfield-wise, 
we've got options there. The concern again is width, but as long as the fullbacks are fit, that's fine because they're the width. Yeah, it's just again we we need some luck for the for once with injuries to key players because that's I think we all think in the same aren't we? Like I said, I keep saying the same thing. If, if any of them three key players get injured, we're in big trouble because our whole system falls apart. You know, who you'd be left up front if Hemmings got injured with Nevitt and Burton. And to be fair, Burton obviously scored his first goal the other day. He's been recalled from Marine. I like the look of him, Paul. I've not seen much of him. Joey reminds me of, though, he reminds me of Ian Hume. He was a small guy. Yeah. He's he's not... Stocky's not the right way, because I don't think he is, but he just looks it. He's not yeah. going to push off the ball. I think he could be a real um, dark horse for us this season, Burton. I wouldn't be adverse to giving him more minutes regularly. Maybe not starting, but certainly off the bench with half an hour to go. Because he's, he's, he's not just some youth kid who's, you know, going to disappear into the ether. I think he's someone who is going to do well for us. He looks mm-hmm. a player to me. I mean, it was a great header the other day. It was a great, great movement, great header. Great header. Yeah, yeah. He looks tidy. Coming through, coming through the youth team when I was there, um, probably would have been, what, first-year scholar, probably. Um, yeah, uh, I've I've liked the look of him when I've when I've seen him. Obviously, he's featured sporadically in the first team, hasn't he? As well, played it, played a few minutes at Wembley, didn't he? Um, so yeah, I think um, he can definitely contribute. And I did think it was a bit strange that he went on loan to Marine, and that's no disrespect to them, but I thought it could be one of those Charlie Jolly type ones from last year where. Yeah, he it was a bit to the National League or a uh, National North. Yeah, you th- considering um, the teams that are in the National North and the National, yeah, build some, build some confidence, get some minutes under his belt, get a couple of goals, and obviously he's done that at Marine, which is you know an extra level down. But he seems to have um, you know taken that confidence and, uh, and he took his goal very well on on the weekend, and yeah, Ian Hume is probably a very Good sort of comparison, you know, short but quite well built. Um, obviously, got a bit of a leap on him. Scored a few headers, Hume, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. Did enormous leap and much uh, like stronger than he looks. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's definitely sort of similarities between the two of them. Have I ever told um, the Ian Hume story about when I was on a bouncy castle with him? <laughs> no, you haven't. Oh, this, goes, this this is when it was it, him and Ryan Taylor were like thick as thieves when they were adults. This would have been yeah. two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, and I went. I was working in the Queens pub, and I finished. And my mate was having a big. It was in the summer, summer holidays, and it, he was like, "Oh, come down. We've had like a big family like garden party all day. Um, got a bouncy castle in the back, and like what time? I was like, "Oh, finish it. Just when the pub shut. You know, last orders at eleven. And I was like, I can be down there for like half 11. I'll just run down, I'll get a taxi. So we were going out after. So I get down there. It, they, they, um, they lived just off Upborough Roadway, like off, just up from the Pratt and Park pub and one of them roads there. Get there. And I'm like, let's go down the Bouncy Castle. They have Bouncy Castle with a can. And I'm like, hang on a minute. And Ian Humes, when he had his dyed blonde there, and Ryan Taylor had a mohawk. Yeah. I'm like, get off. I'm like, is that Ian Hume and Ryan Taylor? I'm like, oh yeah, I think... Right, Hugh might have been going out with one of their family's, you know, like cousin or something like that. 
And so I was like, oh, let's speak to them. And they were just like literally doing nothing in the bounce castle where you just bounce into each other as hard as you can. Just like try and knock the other person over. <laughs> the season started at this point. We played that day, I'm pretty sure. If not, it was pre-season because it, it would have been August. And then they get off. And I, I'm, I just speak to them. And then I'm just speaking. And Ryan Taylor goes, yeah, watch this. He's dead competitive. Cue me. And he, they go, right, let's have a competition so you can hold our breath, the longest competition. And they're both there and they both go, <gasps> And they like they would do they'd done it for it must have been at least a minute or close and they were both going purple in the face and red in the face, but neither of them was like they would rather both die than lose this game. I think Ryan Taylor ended up giving up. And like I was just like, What you know, these are our two most saleable assets. You know, they did end up going, didn't they, for like seven fifty and a million quid the following yeah. year. But I just remember thinking like this wouldn't you know this wouldn't happen. You're not going to see, go to, you know, oh, who's there? Oh, once we made part of the other day, Mo, Mo Salah was there with Firmino. The other, who can hold the breath longest competition, one passed out. That's <laughs> just like, the glory days. So, if anyone knows Jake Burton, see how long he can hold his breath for. Yeah, exactly. And get him on a bouncy castle. You get him to die his hair blonde. Perhaps this is, uh, yeah. The, That's how he's got the, the bouncy castles. Uh, good for the uh, the leaps, yeah, for those headers. Yeah, not good for your hammies. That's probably where he got it from. <laughs> that's the sort of cutting edge analysis we, we give on this podcast isn't it that's wouldn't get it. that on there get, you won't get stories like that on Chips with me no you saying. wouldn't would you just saying they do, prop, they, Paul, they do proper analysis <laughs> yeah that's... we're not even going to try and attempt to do so yeah Jay Burton go on lad so what do you think Paul looking at the upcoming games they're coming thick and fast now. And um, you obviously don't, you don't, don't judge on it until you're 10 games into a season until, until it's a bit settled. We've lost two, one, two, drawn one. Have we? Yeah. No, we've lost three, actually, haven't we? Yeah. Lost one at home, two away. The away form, I was I was thinking this. I couldn't sleep the other night. I just went, I'm going to win. How many... What's our away record this calendar year? Right. <clears throat> right. Am I correct? It's not very good. In thinking, Paul, we've won two away games this calendar year. Crawley and when Foley played center off and Leighton Orient on the last day. That's it. That is it, isn't it? Because the other away wins, like did we I think we won five away last year. Oldham in December in the last minute. Carlisle in September, October. Is yeah. that it? Or did we get, did we nick another win? Or did we only win four away? I I can't think of any more. Was it no. four? We won four games that. away last season. Pretty dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. Surely we won it. I swear yeah. we won a fifth, but I can't think. Mm. But that's two. So that's two away wins in 2020, 2022 even. I mean, for that's that's the issue here that we need to yeah. stop losing games away from home in such pathetic fashion. And this yeah. is, a, I mean, it really is a tough ask, isn't it? Going to Leighton Orient, but we've got a good, we've yeah, got a good squad there. We won our last two there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this season they're, they're obviously top of the league, unbeaten, and uh, five wins out of six. So they're they're obviously flying, and we'll be looking forward to the game. 
as you say, like the waveform is diabolical. Let's be honest, and uh, needs to change. Um, don't know really what he can do to uh, to change it. It's not. Pups, it's more of a mentality thing than a, you know, a football-y thing. But uh, yeah, it needs to change. Probably not going to, I would argue it's probably not going to change at Leeds and Orient, let's be honest. Um, not expecting too much from tomorrow. But Are you saying, Paul, that we yeah. can't go to the unbeaten league leaders away from home with a record of two wins this calendar year and four wins in an entire season, including up to now? And yeah. not go and beat them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I fully agree. <laughs> but stranger things unbeaten, have happened. Unbeaten runs have to come to an end at some point. Yeah, we're not the ones who do that for other teams. No, no, we're the ones that um, break the uh, the the run where they've been where they've lost all the time. Paul, the only thing that's like this is the way round. The only thing that's likely to get broken on Saturday is Bristow, Cogley and Hemmings' legs probably all at once in a three-way challenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough tomorrow. Um, and then obviously the, I mean, Papa, whatever, pizza cup thing starts. And then we've got um, Stockport next Friday, Bradford, Salford. Um, so we've got a few... A few difficult-looking games on paper. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, as you say, when it gets to the, that 10-game mark, which will be sort of probably the end of September, then we'll have a you know a good yardstick of where we are at. But um, I think at the moment, our league table of, league position, sorry, of, of sort of 14, 15, for whatever it is, is probably about where we are at, to be honest. Yeah. And whether Glatzel and uh, this new lad from Southampton can uh, can help improve us and, and make us that bit more consistent, that bit more better, uh, maybe improve that higher level that we saw against Newcastle and Gillingham and that, take that a little bit higher um, is to be seen. But as, you, as we again said, you know, Glatzel is still catching up not had a, pre-se- a full pre-season, little niggling injuries and stuff, so probably not going to see him for at least two or three weeks. I would I would think mid-September by the time he makes yeah. makes the squad, which is, you know, it's two weeks away, two, three weeks, but... Yeah. And then, you've got, then we get the likes of Morris back as well. Yeah, well, it's and one then, of them, suddenly so things... Think, yeah, suddenly things look a, a bit better because I think Morris has been a big miss... In terms of creativity, you know, he, he does get us a goal from those um, that deeper deeper area. And I think he has been a, a, a big miss so far this season, and getting him back up be massive. But again, it's going to take him time to to get up to speed. So we're not we're, we're probably not going to see the best of him until November. It's whether we can, you know, are we going to be out of sight by then, or you know, we just got to try and stick in with that. Not get too far behind the uh, the playoff places and you know chipping away getting points. And as you said, instead of you know falling to a miserable away day um, defeat, it's just gritting your teeth and just getting through it. And you know a nil nil isn't a bad result on the road. They need to put a performance in away from home. Ugly. That's ugly. 
performance we, where we don't play well at all, but we still get a result. That's yeah, they call that what they need, and then back that up with a good performance where we get all three points. Yeah, and I think they call that. Said and done. It's called the Paul Harper performance. That in the business, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very common. Yeah. Um, we just need, don't we? Put. That's like I say. I went to Hartlepool, and Hartlepool was. I thought we we played okay, and no, certainly didn't deserve to lose. We, and it was a nil nil, and I think we should have, we should have shaded it if we'd have just you know that little bit extra bit of quality. The Newport game, if we were in charge and threw it away. Mansfield was poor, but we went terrible. You just want to see a performance away from them, don't you? I, obviously, defeat would be bad, but if you come out of it going, we gave it a good go there. We, you know, we probably didn't deserve to lose, but we went there, and it's a like I say, it's a real test and. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it because you know we've got we've got to turn this form around at some point, and where better place to do it than the unbeaten, you know, league leaders? They aren't Man City. They haven't got Holland up. They haven't got Holland up front. Have Paul? Just double checking. They haven't, that wasn't no, a late transfer. So. No. I'm I mean, good for that. Unless they found an awful lot of money, um, nobody's going to be. Pro- um, Prizing Harland away from City, I don't think. It's scary, isn't he? Unbelievable. Yeah, who'd have thought it? <laughs> like these people going, bloody hell. I'm like, yeah, you did know that he's, like, yeah, he's, yeah. he is this uh, good. Always, always makes me laugh. Like, oh, yeah, he scored like 80, go- 80 goals in a season for, yeah, but only in Germany. Yeah, but they yeah, didn't win the league. If, it, if it's a different, it's a different league. Yeah. Premier League. Yeah. yeah, the Premier League isn't as good as everybody thinks it is. And he is as good as a lot of people think he is and I think it was a bit baffling that some pundits let's say um, were questioning whether he was going to score as many goals as the likes of Kane Paul it's he, he, he is he gets, he's going to get tons of chances and he's pure quality so yeah of course he's going to score loads of goals it's seldom I say this there's only one other player I've ever said this about and that was a guy again I don't know if you're familiar with him but there was a guy a young kid by the name of Lionel Messi um, came through Barcelona and I said I think this kid's got a future I said that a couple, about two years ago to you didn't I I said keep your eye on this Messi yeah. and he's since got himself a lucrative move to PSG Paul yeah. so you know so, I say this gotta keep, keep, your eye, keep your eye on this Harlan kid oh, that's what I'm saying <laughs> think yeah. and I'll say this I think he's got a goal in him yeah, yeah. I think he's got a goal in him yeah. maybe the um, hat-trick over there do, do the odd one the odd perfect hat-trick you know who hasn't scored a perfect hat-trick before should um Give a shout out. Uh, it's like we're a proper like commercial radio station, Paul. A big shout out to um, or TRFC Radio. Well, let's not get into that, Paul. I know that you've got you've got an axe to grind about them. Jake Keogh's fan club, West Yorkshire Super White Army. I had the pleasure of meeting um, the man himself at Hartlepool. He came over, introduced himself. We had a little oh, that's nice. um, yeah, we had a good little chat. He was there with his, his mate. Like they travel. Yeah, they travel in from every home game from Bradford, basically, yeah. and he was there at Hartlepool. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw him at half-time on Saturday at the Colchester Hello, game. Buddies. I had another little chat. Well, he said, when we play Bradford, and I think it's a Tuesday night Bradford, isn't it? Away. The home, the home game is a Tuesday. I don't know about it. No, I, think, I think the Bradford away is a... Oh, oh, I think it is, isn't it? I think I checked. Because he said, if, if I go to Bradford away, and I was thinking about doing it... Um, He's like meets up. He'll take us on a little. It must have been Bradford away because why else would he, you know, uh, <laughs> go for a few scoop skis? But it must be. I think Bradford away is next. Must be next year. 
because we've got Bradford at home coming up, haven't we? Yeah, very September. Pretty surely. Yeah. Uh, it is it's on oh mm, don't know if this is gonna go down well, it's on Valentine's Day Paul. <laughs> what better way to celebrate? Tash. <laughs> Tuesday night in Bradford. How do you fancy the curry mile? <laughs> I have I mean I did a few years ago. This was I think the first year we were going out. Um booked us a table at um Potshots, which now we live down the road from in Wallasey. <laughs> and all my mates were like I <laughs> You said I couldn't get a table on the day. Yeah. And they were like, no, I went, couldn't get a table in a fancy restaurant. I went, I got a, hired the best snooker table in Potshots. <laughs> can of Coke, 35p or whatever it was. Yeah. A few frames. Yes, please. It's a good little place, though. It is. You survive. I've said that if there was going to be a nuclear bomb, I'd go and hunker down in yeah. Potshots or a snooker club. <laughs> you know, no daylight. Yeah. You know, you'd survive. Yeah. There'd be cockroaches. Um, delivery drivers just eat drivers and you left yeah and what the time to be alive Paul we'd have to re, we'd have to, re, we'd have to repopulate Paul you know what that yeah. means don't you oh, okay. you know all about that <laughs> anyway but yeah, he's a t- top guy and um, it's always nice it's, it, it is when uh, I'm sure you know anyone comes up and the game just goes really enjoy the podcast it, it really is nice because you know I mean we've been doing this now Paul we've been doing it for Six, six years, yeah, two thousand summer twenty sixteen. We started, didn't we? Yeah, sixteen is more than yeah. six years now. Yeah, so sixteen, seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, twenty, 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 twenty-one, seventh season. Twenty-one, twenty-two. This is our seventh season. Mm. It is. Jesus Christ, Paul. Who do I invoice for seven years worth of? Uh... Uh, Peter Shaw. Oh God. Well. <laughs> anyway. Image. <laughs> I don't want short dated J two O's. <laughs> a pallet load. That's what the kids. That's what the kids drink in it these days. Yeah. Anyway. So um, today's breaking news, Paul. We Probably the biggest story of. Uh, yeah, the James Bond leaving us as head of recruitments to go and be basically Sporting director. He was. Yeah, uh, he's now head of loans. At um at Everton, yeah. now my first thought, big job, yeah, easy job. Oh, why can't I have that? <laughs> He's probably yeah. You know, it's I, what um I think it's what Les Parry's doing at the minute for uh, United. United. Yeah, well, so my first thought about this was you could argue that anybody could do it. Sorry about sorry, Les. That's that's well, harsh. <laughs> I don't begrudge him leaving because no doubt it's significantly more money. Mm. At his boyhood club, and it's an easier gig and a safer gig with less pressure, really, isn't it? Almost no pressure, to be honest. You know, even if you send them to a bad club, just recall them. The issue with this is. I mean, send them here. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, would you? <laughs> or Lewis Warrington. Good luck to him, Fleetwood, by the way. You look at that. How long has he known he was going? Mm. I think he's known. Probably you know, all summer. We don't know, do we? We can only speculate, but to, to, for it to be announced... Things don't just happen, it. though, in football. Yeah, you thing, do, don't like, things, things don't just happen. No. Like, he, he wasn't just offered the job yesterday. Yeah. Or today. Right. Talks have been going on for a while, obviously. Well, who... Now, yeah. this is the question, Paul. Who gets that job at Trammy? Because by all accounts, he was very instrumental in the recruitment and you know, has been... Yeah, we even did a panel, didn't he, in the summer at the open day with with Mickey and yeah. 
Palios, who, who comes in and replaces him? Uh, someone with equal the contacts. That that's a big thing in this level of the game, isn't it? Is, obviously, Palios and Mickey himself through the years in the game must have a lot of contacts, but it can't. Hopefully, him being there now will give us some more contacts. We already apparently did have a good relationship with Everton. You know, we've had yeah. over the last few years, we had Pennington going back. We had the, it was the guy who went off at Bolton. Remember the centre half? Um, oh God, yeah, uh, Morgan yeah. Feeney. Yeah, and then obviously we had Warrington last year. But, been a, it's a, been a raging success, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I thought Warrington was good, but we were supposed to get that centre. We were supposed to get the centre half last year. Did I tell this on here? But who was the guy? He's gone alone somewhere else this summer. Um, it was a centre half we were supposed to be getting with Warrington last year, and literally an hour before the window shut, Unsworth, who was no longer there. Um, changed the deal because we were going to I think we were, pay, we were I don't think we were paying any of the wages of Warrington and immediately said that we want you to pay the full wages of this this again I'll try and find it but I won't be able to in this time it was the centre youth centre off same sort of player as Warrington yeah. um, and it was re- reported that we wanted him and he, yeah. an hour before he, Unsworth went we want you to pay all his wages and these guys this is the difference you know our best paid player might be on what two and a half maximum you know, that, that would be a Hemmings player or Turnbull will be on that, that sort of money. These players, yeah, uh, yeah well, t- two, two and a half, you know what I mean? That's still low in the grand scheme of things, but big money for us, isn't it? Yeah. These youth players at Everton are going to be on, you know, as we've seen with some of the Liverpool ones, I'd be shocked if any of them are on less than five grand a week. Some of them on as much as 10. Some of them are on, you know, these Liverpool youth players can be on 20, 25 grand a week. How can a club like us afford that we can't? So it fell through. And you look back and think, if we'd have had a player like him who could have come in last year when we were short at centre-half, would that have made a difference? He's gone now, by all accounts. I, I spoke to someone who is, you know, he's ve- very close with Warrington, and I forget this kid's name, he's very close. He works at, um, well, don't go too much in, but he's very involved with the the academy and where they send the, the academy kids for education and such forth. Yeah. And he said the best thing that's happened there in years at Everton is Unsworth going. Um, he was, you know, but a real problem for them. Mm. Um, but yeah, but anyway, back to Vaughan. Back to this is the um, the, Bullen, <laughs> the, the, the lower Bullens podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it is an odd one, isn't it? And it almost not doesn't like our recruitment. Does, this doesn't absolve him now. Suddenly, of, I think um, I think it's no surprise that he's gone the day after deadline day. Of course. And then it's been announced. But yeah, uh, it does leave a, it does make you think about this uh, recruitment policy and the whole kind of direction that the club is going in and whether him leaving, is he going to be replaced like for like? Is the system going to change again? Um, can you play a 3 5 in. 2 in recruitment, Paul? Can you can you recruit <laughs> via okay, three yeah. set of halves? Well, we've got seven of them, so. Put out seven sides. Brilliant. But um, yeah, you know, it's the, the the next person coming in. Is he going to have completely different ideas? And you know, that relationship with the first team manager, with the you know the, the rest of the coaching staff, the um, under 18s and all the rest of it. I, I believe that you know all that all that really fitted into place because they had some really good working relationships between everybody at the club. Of course, yeah, he knew Mickey, didn't he? Is he going to bring in somebody totally from the outside? Is he going to bring in somebody that's more familiar with the club? 
I've got it, Paul. <clears throat> I know someone who's just who's just, can, free, can just been I, freed up. Can I put a name in the hat? Keith Hill. Um, <laughs> Keith Hill, yeah. Strong he needs a gig. With the, with the club, yeah, yeah. He does need a gig, thank God. Go on, Paul, who's um, your genuine uh, candidate? I mean, people will laugh at me. Uh, Paul, you can't put yourself up for a role. This is a terrible idea. Gary Brabin. Based on what, Paul? I mean, his recruitment was exceptional. I've said this before, right? No, I, I was not a fan of the guy at all. Right, when people say, look at his recruitment, well, no, he recruited, all he done was re- recruit the best players from the National League. Nors, obviously when he recruited him, wasn't the best, but he was known as a, you know, a talent in the National League for Forest Green. He was and a right-winger. The following year, when people went, oh yeah, he got Cookie and Connor Jennings. Oh, so the best midfielder in the previous season and the leading scorer. That doesn't. That's like me scouting in the Prem and going, Harland. Go and get Harland if, if you can. He wasn't this. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't this great scout. We were a big club in that league, certainly at the time. It's changed a lot that division. Thank God we're not there, and let's stay as far away from there as we can. We were a real big club, and we were, you know. Not, we went splash on the cash there, but I'm sure we were able to offer very good money for the level. And, you know, Cocky was, you know, he was at Barrow, not too far, you know, Northern. Connor James was playing at Wrexham, and he's a mank. So it wasn't like we were asking people to uproot themselves. That That isn't, again, I, he did some good things, Brabin, he did. But, like, saying he's this great, you know, spotter of talent yeah. because he recruited the best think, yeah, players yeah. from other teams. Yeah. It wasn't like he found a gem. In the lower leagues, like Kingy did with Higgins and Hughes, you know, got them in from nowhere at the Welsh leagues, and you know, signing Chris Malkin from literally where was it? Like the, the lower leagues of West Cheshire, yeah. handpicking the best players from other teams Sport. in your division. That's what Bayern Munich do. That's what Liverpool, Man City do. That's not good recruitment, Paul. I've shot your idea down. It's not happening. Fair enough. Get Fair Keith enough. Hill on the blower. I don't think he would probably take the job either. What's he doing these days? Is he? Brabs, I think he's coaching still at the um, at Everton. In the uh, academy. That explains a lot then. I would, uh, I assume. But I don't know, I've not... Uh, he was uh, assistant to someone. Yeah, he was in the lower... Was it in the conference? I, I yeah. did see he was He was on the bench somewhere when I was watching yeah. National League. League. Or League 2, maybe. Yeah. This is going back a couple of years, but no. Um, I, I really like Brabs. And I thought yeah, I think he was he did a decent job, and, and obviously brought in some. As you say, you, your argument is is fair. Like you did bring in some of the better players for that level from other clubs, but um, definitely got an eye for a player and a, a very good coach on the uh, on the training pitch as well. Well, Paul, funny you should say. Uh, you want him as sporting director. He's actually currently the sporting director at the New Saints, TNS. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, he well, was... They, they can bring in the best players in Wales. Yeah, damn straight they can. Yeah. He, um, he was a coach at Port Vale. That's right, yeah. Then he was assistant, assistant manager at Blackpool. Then he was assistant manager at Blackpool. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then he was one of two, he was one of Graham Jones's two assistants at Luton. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I went back to Luton, yeah. Yeah, and... Interesting. So, Joe, he's still in the game. Again, nothing personal, Paul, unlike yourself. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, good good that he's still in the game. And yeah. It's probably easier... He's a good man. 
Well, yeah, you know, again, you know much better than I do. All I saw was a little baldy fella, <laughs> you know, picking Michael Higdon up front. <laughs> and then oh, telling yeah. us not that's to get, but not to get angry when we were, you know, there's a, there's a Michael Higdon. <laughs> getting us, you know, it's going, don't overreact when we've just been beaten 2 1 home by Welling. Oh, Michael Higdon. Good times, oh. mate, wasn't it? Good times. Well, Paul, we should probably um, we said keep it under an hour. Can I? Yeah, can I? Can I share the Michael Higdon story just quickly? Please do. Can it compete yeah. with my Ian Hume Taylor? So, well, it's nowhere near as good. Paul, Go on, you ha- Paul. You have the floor. So the uh, so probably the day or two after he signed, and we we got him to do pretty much press. Anyway, he went completely the wrong way. He ended up in the club shop, and I went down to meet him. And his first interview, I think probably the first question he was asked, and he basically said, well, I'm not going to do any running round. Uh, and that was probably he said know, that. the start of <laughs> a bit of a decline. So uh, uh, he basically admitted that he wasn't going to do any running round. He was just going to hang around the penalty box, trying to get a couple of goals. I think his career at Tramia almost mirrors your Crown Green's career, Paul, in that... <laughs> It started <laughs> started badly, got worse yeah. and got worse in the middle and tailed off towards the end. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, great yeah. time. Sure, he did get he did get a goal or two, didn't he? He got a couple. He scored one at home to I think Gateshead, and he yeah. scored one away at Torquay. Yeah, that's um, right. that like just sort of kept us in the hunt for that playoff place. Yeah, just you know, and it was like, oh, what happened? Needs to happen on the last day. We need to beat Grimsby. What else needs to happen? Oh, altering and we were rock bottom, need to beat Braintree. We were like, well, and then was it Braintree like 2 0 up after like 10 seconds? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. Hate it. It's like this year, wasn't it? Going into the last game, going, oh, all that needs to happen is the planet Jupiter needs to be sucked into a black hole. And these preposterous, and some people are like, it could still happen. It's like, it's not going to happen, though, is it? These things, when unlikely things are likely to happen, it never happens for us. But when. Yeah. We hear they're going. Unlikely things against us. Bank on it. Get your mortgage on it, Paul. Because it's going to happen. There are a couple of messages that I would like to uh, read. Yes, please. Um, The mailbag. Is this the mailbag? So I do a little. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a little thing for it. like the uh, the postman part theme. Well, why don't I just do a quick. Should I just queue up the sweep? I've got a sweep already here. Do you want to queue it up? Ready? Let me press press the button. Paul Harper's mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. That, that was good, wasn't it? I've had, that, I've had that queued up for seven years. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't used it so far. <laughs> yeah, well, will you want to post it again? <laughs> go for it. Ready? Here we go. Paul Harper's mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. Good, right. um, Yes, excellent. And we were, we we're going to have to line some more of these up in the, in the Oh, comments. yeah. <laughs> right, uh, Paul G on Twitter. Um, wanted to give a shout out to the paramedics who were at the game on Saturday because um, just let me get the uh, the incident he's heart, but I think he had the, he had some heart problems at the game uh, last last weekend. Yeah, I think he's had a step uh, fitted, hasn't he? Fitted, yeah. yeah. But the paramedics effectively, you know, saved his life, got him to the hospital, and obviously the. You know they were able to do what they uh, they needed to do. 
So a big get well soon to Paul. He's always been, you know, regular, you know, contributor on Twitter and then messaged in. And, yeah, you know, especially the COVID season. He was a, every game would be a yeah. tweet in. We had and no show will, without them, didn't we? Yeah, and he always, uh, always got involved and always, you know, sends nice messages to us to to, um, to say that he's enjoying the podcast. So big shout out to Paul. Get well soon, mate. Um Hope you're on the road to recovery and um, you know get back uh, health, healthy soon, and, and uh, we'll we'll see you at a game in the not too distant future. But uh, yeah, shout out to the paramedics because uh, they, they do a good job, fantastic job, and uh, as I say, you know, saving lives all that brilliant. It uh, really is, Paul. Isn't you think about it, like there's probably no better place other than our actual hospital to have. Health complications that nowadays as there is a football match. Yeah, exactly, yeah. the the best people yeah. are there. You know, forget that like, even the club officials. You've got the physios, and obviously yeah, the there's always ambulances there, and it, yeah, yeah, there's only you know, doctors in the crowd as well. So, yeah, same as Paul. Just get well soon, mate. Um, best wishes from myself, Paul, Jake, and I'm sure every single member of the Super White Army as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What a club! Yeah. If you've got heart problems, and I tweet them, I said maybe don't watch on I follow. Yeah, yeah. especially as a that, That's though. why we do have extra paramedics. At it, yeah, that's, that's where our budget. That's where the budget goes. <laughs> that's where the Newcastle money's gone. Extra St John's ambulance men. Um, tweeted about the uh, obviously the, the the transfer window. A lot of people have been saying similar to what we've already said um, about you know attacking options. Um, Pleased with you know a few of the players who have come in and stuff like that. Um, a bit of back and forth from a few people and stuff. Um, just wanted to shout out the um, Nate's tickets as well, which um, oh yeah, I think finished this week. Um, and I know Tross made a, a nice donation to uh, to end that as well, um, which will enable those disadvantaged children and and families to be able to go to the game. Uh, so, it's a great initiative, and and obviously we all, we all know what Phil Nicola and the uh, the Gidman family have been through over the last couple of years or more. Um, and obviously Nate remains in our in our hearts and in our thoughts. So, um, and obviously his his name lives on through this uh, this ticket scheme. So well done to everybody who contributed, and I'm sure there's going to be loads of uh, kids who probably never been to Tranmere before who will get to go to a game and. Uh, they will be sucked in like the rest of us. Yeah, wouldn't wish it on anyone. <laughs> wouldn't wish it on anyone, Paul. <laughs> and we'll, no, uh, we'll regret every minute of it afterwards. But uh, yeah, great initiative and uh, well done to everybody who's, who's chipped in. And as I say, Trosk and the Trust and stuff have. Um, Is that the re- a few quid? It's the renamed SWA two thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Of course. Well, do you know? All joking aside about you know being the worst thing you could ever do. I, it's hard to think back to when you were a kid. I know football's changed and the grounds changed, but that first time you you walked down to Pretton Park, I don't care what it is, I don't care if it was you know a nothing Saturday game with five thousand, four and a half thousand people like last week Colchester. When you're a little, little kid, just being everything's everything seems so big, yeah, yeah. The noise of the crowd. You've never yeah. seen anything like it. It's almost impossible not to just fall in love straight away with it, yeah. and especially if you see a win. And a goal, yeah. and you're just in awe, aren't you, of, of everything? See, my first ever game was Wembley, Bristol Rovers, and lay on that. So, like, you know, that's not bad. Jesus, one. yeah. So it's down. It's literally been downhill ever since. <laughs> and just you're just so enamoured with it, and that's it. You're in, and 
especially kids, you know, especially, you know, with the cost of living crisis going on, Port's going to get much harder. Yeah. And if one little thing, you, you know, if it's something to look forward to, I mean, we're both, you know, by no means well off, but I'd like to think we're, you know, me and Jake, at least, you know, comfortable enough to be not worrying about, you know, we'll still be worried about, you know, the, the bills this year, but we're not in a position where it's like, are we going to eat or are we going to have the heating on? You know, we'll find the way, do you know what I mean? Whereas for some people, it literally is going to be a case of that. And yeah. just the thought of, you know, going, we're going to go to, oh, you look forward, you can go to game on Saturday. It, you know, it, it's a, something that might just keep some people, you know, heads above water and something to look forward to. And as much as we moan about it all the time, and especially in recent, you know, months and years, it's been a tough ask going the game at times. It really is something that we should be very grateful to be able to go and do. So after COVID as well, do you when it was taken away from us that, you know, going and watching a boring nil nil in February. Yeah. Into oh, inject it in my veins. <laughs> yeah. Good I mean, times. Um obviously the yeah, just link into the, the, the you know, the cost of living and stuff. And ticket prices, I know a lot was spoken about the, the low crowd last Saturday. Obviously, it's the last week of the summer holidays and everything. And obviously, you know, families and stuff have been, you know, been away or they're trying to do stuff with the kids over the holidays and stuff. And, you know, priorities sometimes don't always lie on that match day on a Saturday. No. And as much as we all love going the game and you know the the kind of the community spirit and everything that it brings sometimes there are other you know circumstances and stuff and i know a lot's been spoken about ticket prices and stuff and i don't really want to go too much into that and then today maybe another podcast yeah but um you know times are going to be tough especially in areas like like birkenhead when it's not you know you know well off, you know, there's a lot of families and stuff struggling and you know, we're seeing like the food bank donations that the trust have been doing and you know, there's a lot of, you know, poverty for want of a better word. In Serious the, poverty in the on yeah, Wallace Birkenhead. Yeah. So, you know, time, times are times are hard. Um and obviously COVID and stuff hasn't helped. Um, and times are probably gonna get a bit harder before they get a bit better, but um yeah, just uh, just in all of the you know the the work that the trust and the you know the trust and that are doing to trying to help you know those who are not as fortunate as we are, Matt, um, to be able to to go to game and you know to have food to to put on the table and stuff like that and all these initiatives and that are, you know it's great great to help the uh, the ones who are less better off than, than we are. So if uh, if there's anything that the last two or three years has taught us it's uh, be kind and help each other out and uh, if you get the opportunity to do either of those um, I would urge everybody to uh, to do that damn straight Paul couldn't have said it better myself it's you know like you said we said we could have we could do a podcast on ticket prices and stuff going on the tickets should be cheaper yeah there should be no match day increase you should be able to pay contactless on a gate that's what I think I think these are all simple things that the, the should, be should be a lot better yeah all simple things but, but we, less yeah. you know we're annoyed with the recruitment um, but the more important things like you say the work the trust um, the supporters club and the club 
do to help those who you know vulnerable less you know you know like say people do in it's a, not just the stuff that they do in you know that's visible you know on twitter or whatever no, exactly. or on a match day it's kind of the stuff you know the trauma in the community stuff you know they have dementia groups and parkinson's groups and you know the elderly you know there's always stuff going on in the in the rec center or i'm not sure what it's called what it's called now but the old you know the rec center the foot cell center whatever there's always stuff going on and there's always people that are being helped by the club and the, the community side of, of things um and the, you know the, really pr- proud of, of all that kind of work that the club is doing and obviously as supporters we all want the team to be doing well on a on a on a Saturday afternoon and a Tuesday night and that but um, we can be incredibly proud of all the work that the club is doing within the community to uh, help each other out when times are as hard as they are right now so kudos to everybody who's involved I hope, hope that they're, they're listening I know a couple of them will be so uh, yeah, shout out to you guys and keep doing the uh, the great work that you're doing. Well, again and again, not meaning to keep the end being on a, a downer, Paul, but there was even the incident um, a few weeks ago that the Tramia fan, I forget his name, who on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he, he basically threatened, or not even threatened, said he was going to um, end his life. And the outpouring of support and people, you know, Nicola Palios, the club, all the fan base sort of rallied and were able to find him with the help of his family. And, um, you know, he's obviously got um, serious mental health issues, which, you know, we've, we've spoke about our own struggles, Paul, haven't we, me, you and Jake on here at length. Most people these days go through things, you know, he's now in, by all accounts, he's being looked after. Uh, Look, you know, luckily through, the, the fans of the club getting together and working as one. We were, you know, he was saved. A life was saved, pretty much, Paul. Mm. You know, um, and stuff like that. Where I, it, it sometimes it takes stuff like that. You know, when you're angry about, you're like, oh, can we just got beat by Newport? Yeah. And then something like that happens, yeah. and you go, it doesn't matter. Honestly, yeah. doesn't. These things don't matter. Scheme of things, but they don't. They, they, they really don't matter, do they? Yeah. They really don't. And um. Yeah. So I thought I um, thought that was that was worth a mention. And so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if, yeah, um, I don't know him very well, but no. I know him through sort of you know passing acquaintance. Let's say um, he was a really nice kid. He loved Tramia. Um, loved like Tramia. So um, yeah, not sure you know what he's going through, and that's obviously a personal. Situation, but if he's listening, I know he did. He did listen because he's contributed yeah. before. If you're listening, mate, yeah. get well soon. And yeah. our DMs are always open. And I say this to anyone who you know yeah. going through a tough time and just wants somebody. You know, if if we're somebody you feel like you can reach out to, even if it's just to talk about the game or you know, trying you know, missing chances or whatever you want to talk about, something completely unrelated to. You know the whatever it is you're going through, our DMs are always open, and uh, you know we won't, you know we won't you know, out you or or anything. Um, but if you if you just need to talk to someone, the three of us are always as as we've said we we've had our own issues. Um, you know we've all been through sort of tough tough times through our through our lives, 
Um, but yeah, you know, if, if you feel like you know, we might be somebody you can you can uh, you can talk to, then by all means, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I speak for for you guys as well. There's our, our personal DMs as well as the this is Charmy one is always open. Yeah, of course. Just jump in and chat away. No worries. No matter how bad things are, just think you've not got, you know, nothing is as bad as Paul Harper's Crown Green Bowls record. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Keep, yeah. So keep that with you at all times. And yeah. You won't go far wrong. Yeah. It's true, isn't yeah. it? It's okay not to be okay as well. It's yeah. also okay not to be any good at Crown Green Bowls. Indeed. And, yeah. uh, and I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> so that's fine. Well, Paul, we did well keeping this under an hour. We've only gone nine minutes yeah. over. But you know yeah. what? I think it's been well worth going that extra 10 minutes of, you know, quite serious chat. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we always do this, is that we we say one final thing, which relates to something that triggers something about something else. And then it triggers another thing and another thing and another thing. And we we should pro- up, I, yeah, in future, Paul, I should enough. probably start the podcast by going, let's wrap it up. <laughs> and then you know, an hour later, we'll be... Um, Exactly. We'll be done and dusted. But do you know what? I'll try and get this out. Um, I am nothing if not professional, Paul. Like I say it's now ten past nine. I'm in work at eleven. I, I can edit. I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this, I have edited this and uploaded it um, before oh, I've got an hour. If I don't, then uh, you can tweet me going, "Well, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. And you're worse at Crown Green Bowls than PH Harper." And we need to set up that game, by the way. Yeah, I'm only playing you on the Tixels home turf. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I fine. have played Crown Green Bowl since I was about ten. Right. And well, when, you, I, when you, I say play, I was literally just trying to trying to roll the ball as, as, as hard as I physically could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so you, Paul, you might have a victory going. Well, I need the, I need a confidence boost. So yeah, this could be the the moment. Paul, I'm the guy. Yeah. Good <laughs> news if you're listening. He's a big yeah. uh, Crown Green bowler in the in the wheel and a big Tramway fan. If you're listening, I think he's a member of the Tixels. If he can sort us out, then uh, drop us a drop us a message. If you want to be a ringer for me, get in touch. <laughs> <coughs> right. Up the Tramway. Up the Tramway, Paul. Let's you know. Let's turn this away record round. Let's try and get a result on Saturday at Orient. And then the games are coming thick and fast. Nice Friday night stop coming home, home to Stockport. We're normally good on a Friday night. Good record. Big away following. Let's get a couple of wins and let's get up that table and, you know, let's stay injury free. Touch wood. Cross me fingers. And, um, yeah, good way to sum it all up, Paul. Up the fucking time, yeah. T-Y-O-B. T-Y-O-B.